This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Her podcast, episode number 53 for March 10th, 2013. Hey, sorry we skipped February, but I'm John Callis, also known as a Shadow. I'm Katie Cartsy Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratos Macca. And I'm Josh Delancourt, also known as Simply Lioncourt. So we were on the search for Martin Penny, um, and he's missing in action. Um because of probably due to us having to change our clocks forward this weekend, which is a stupid process because now there is light beaming into my bedroom at like 5 a.m. or something. <laughs> and I don't appreciate that when I'm trying to sleep. Agreed. Right? Why, yep. do, why do we need more daylight? We don't. Uh, we don't. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Yikes, right? My gosh, let the people sleep. <laughs> As you can tell, we're all a little delirious this morning. <laughs> yes, I mean, my goodness. Well, I was up till one o'clock in the morning watching hockey, too. So that was one o'clock old time, and then I lost an hour this morning when I got oh, up. Jeez. So. I, I, was, I was watching rugby, so I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I went to bed at midnight, but I don't really remember what I was watching, to be honest. I was at a bachelorette party last night. Woo! Uh oh. It wasn't that kind of bachelorette party. <laughs> but it was still fun. No one dressed in costume? Sadly, no. No inappropriate cakes? No. That's good. <laughs> Less scary. Um, so we've gone a couple minutes now without really talking about He Man or She Ro. <laughs> Oh, we've broken the cycle. Don't. I'm going to edit that out because, <laughs> because, because we have to stop doing that. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to edit that out. Let me. Ah! Okay. So there. I'm gonna, remember how I used to do that? I'd scream really loud. So it would, and now I'm fully awake. It would spike the, the thing. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Josh. Yes. Um. No, I know normally Martin does the the news, but um, do you have his notes? <laughs> I do, and I can even speak in a British accent to give you the news if you like. <laughs> Not only if we all start speaking in a British accent. Since all we're missing us. Martin. Masters of the universe. Masters of the universe, that's right. Masters. <laughs> all right, well... The big news, of course, was that in February there was the New York Toy Fair, in which case I should start speaking with a New York accent. But I can't do a New York accent, so therefore I won't. I don't think uh, I could do a New York accent either. Maybe I could do Boston and get in the car. I just sound like I'm in a really bad mobster movie if I do a New York accent. So, um, However, uh, New York Toy Fair happened. Uh, lots of new figures announced. A new subscription announced for Filmation figures. The filmation oh my God! So that will begin in July, uh, and some other reveals as well. I have the list of upcoming figures for the rest of this year. Uh, if you have not gotten the Filmation sub, it's too late. They only did it until the 4th of March. Um, so that is unfortunate if you did not get one. But uh, here's a list of figures upcoming uh, for the rest of the year, this year that we know so far. Uh, these may not be in exactly the right order because they keep changing the schedule. So bear that in mind. But roughly uh, in this order, 
uh, Fang Man and the Club Eternia exclusive King He-Man, which I was not excited about before, and now I am, so we might talk about that a little bit at some point. Snake Face, the Fighting Foemen 3-pack, which I don't think anybody's particularly excited about, but I'm, I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> Karate, which I'm even less excited about than the Fighting Foemen. Uh, which is a new adventurous character that even new adventurous fans don't seem particularly over the moon about, but he's coming. Uh, Octavia, uh, Clamp Champ, uh, new adventurous He-Man, which is the Galactic Protector He-Man, and uh, I'm reading my notes here, and Icer, Castaspella, Shakoti. Mantena, Batros, and that is what we know for now. Those are the upcoming things announced. Um, I'm not excited about karate. I, they need to do better new adventures characters. And I'm not just saying Master Sebrian because I know that's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, but how about some Hydron, even though I think Hydron is a douche. Um <laughs> Are we allowed to say that on here? I can't remember. Yes. Okay, but I don't like him. He's all like trying to act like he's like Mr. Captain and and Flipshot is clearly the cool one. So Hydron's just jealous, probably. At this point in time, we, we got Optic. That was the new adventures character I was excited about. That was the first one we got. Yeah. At this point, the only and I'm not a new adventures fan by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever. The only ones I am remotely excited about at this point are a new adventure, Skeletor, and Flog. Well, yeah, I want Flog. Those are the only ones that I have any interest in at all at this point. I have an open mind for new adventures He-Man, so we'll see. Obviously, I can't see the pictures of it, so I don't really know. But that's my... uh, I'm hopeful for that one to be decent. What did you think, Shadow? You're the big New Adventures fan among those of us here. What did you think of the New Adventures He-Man that they did? Oh, I think it looks really good. I I do. and um, like, But see, again, though, I was a fan of the New Adventures. I wasn't a mega fan, but I watched it. I bought the toys. So I was probably one of its larger fans <laughs> during that thing's existence. You were the one. I was the one in the Pittsburgh area buying all of the New Adventures toys. Yes. Um, I clearly remember buying um, He-Man at Toys R Us. And I clearly remember buying the Skull Staff at KB Toys. I will say the Skull Staff and the Sword of Power roleplay toys, those were pretty cool. My cousin had those because he enjoyed the new adventures. Uh, and I liked playing with the, the sword and the staff. Those were Yeah, cool. I had both of those. I had the dress-up kit for New Adventures He-Man. It came with like a chest plate, a shield, a sword. I don't think it had the helmet. I don't remember. Um, uh, what else? I had the, like the Doom Copter, which was an awesome toy. I had various figures uh, as well. Um, I, I last year bought uh, used... This regular- just in! Sorry. I have a text from Martin Penny. Apologies, sir. I will not be able to make pottage today. Pod on without me. So he gave, gave us our blessing. Aw, we miss you, Martin. We do. We do. Um, 
uh, I bought the New Adventures He-Man action figure, the regular one, uh, last year at Comic-Con. Just a used one that was in a bin for, I think it was 50 cents. It was something like that. Uh, and it was in pretty much pristine condition. Didn't have any accessories, but it was in good shape. Not in. I don't like the figures that they did for the, the vintage New Adventures line. Well, they're not so. bulky like... Well, bat, well, like and the, they just the, the feel later, cheap. The later That's two, the, the later two, the later two He-Man ones were a bit more bulky. But yeah, I mean, like they well, they might feel cheap, but I mean, like they're kind of like how action figures are now. Um, like they're not made as well as they were in the the eighties, like with He-Man and. I suppose. I mean, I I don't buy a lot of other action figures now, but the um, you know, like the two thousand X line, which is probably the thing I'm most familiar with. I had a few Harry Potter things and things in there but those were a lot sturdier than a lot better made than the new adventures ones were it was just that's a, that's a unfortunate thing so that kind of for me it sort of taints it a bit as well okay i'm still surprised that it took mattel this long to release a new adventures he-man because i mean i might even get that one mm-hmm. because it's he-man yeah and i did have the the new adventures he-man when i was a kid the, the, I think that was the only figure I got from that line. <laughs> and I, I think I had the sword as well. That was I didn't even know that New Adventures fun. existed when I was a kid. We had nothing from it. That's probably a good thing, Katie. <laughs> yeah, probably. So. I, <laughs> I was absolutely... I will never forget the day it premiered. My mom had seen a commercial on TV. Oh, New Adventures of He-Man. This is great. Uh, it was going to be on while I was at school. So uh, we set the timer on the VCR because no one's going to be there. Taped it, got home, all excited. New He-Man series sat down, absolutely heartbroken. Halfway through the first episode, I'm just like, I can't watch this. <laughs> well, it was, and I was just crushed as a child. So similar situation. My mom found was like, oh look, new He-Man show. Ye old chap John will probably like this. <laughs> Ye old chap. And she was like, here, look, new He-Man. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I remember, I was, I, I distinctly remember watching the first episode, and I got a little bit confused um, when he went to the new planet. Um, and I, then otherwise, though, I really didn't question it. Like, I don't really remember questioning, like, well, where's, like, Shira and where's Hordak and... And where's Castle Grayskull? Like, I, I don't remember questioning Why does that. He-Man have pants? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what weird did weird me out was, is that his outfit was already the New Adventures outfit when he was on Eternia. Hmm. Like, I didn't be- notice that. Yeah, because he goes to, well, you know, Prince Adam, who looks like he's from a Bible cartoon, um, <laughs> goes... Goes to the palace, and the palace, like, it didn't look like the filmation one, but it was kind of just, like, plain looking, so it wasn't, like, a grand palace. And then, like, Randor and Marlena looked, like, kind of like filmation. And um, so then I start. I remember thinking, like, okay, but wait a minute, this looks like the filmation throne room, but then Adam doesn't look right. Like, I thought, like, he should have started out in his, like, old classic look. Yeah. Because he still says by the power of Grayskull when he's on Eternia and then turns into to He-Man. Then it would have been cool that, like, like the first time maybe when he says, like, by the power of Eternia on Primus, that that's whenever, like, it enhances him with the new adventures look. 
And that was power. that was another thing that killed me was it, it sounds like he Adam is confused whenever he turns into He Man because it's by the power of Eternia? Yeah, he says it in like question form. Yeah, and you're just it just it sounds awful. Well he's probably confused because in the mini comics Castle Grayskull turns into Starship Eternia, and that doesn't happen in the cartoon. So he's thinking, oh my gosh, they're telling me to say by the power of Eternia, and I just don't understand why. So I'm going to say it and just kind of see what happens, because he might be a little scared. You'd think after 65 episodes, uh, he might have gotten the idea that <laughs> it's okay to say Maybe. It as a statement. I, it, I don't know. I don't like the show. I, I never will. I, I actually... I don't really like any New Adventures stories, but I am actually more accepting, and this is sacrilege to the New Adventure fans, I realize. I actually prefer the mini-comic story, even with all the things I dislike in it, over the cartoon. So, Okay, then. <laughs> I'm getting getting the cold stare over Skype from Shadow. I can feel it. I don't... <laughs> I understand that... I mean, well, really, if you think about it, I mean... Okay, but I don't know, like Castle Grayskull morphing into a blue and white spaceship. <laughs> I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying I, it was more. Uh, it's more acceptable to me than what they did with some of the things on the show. Moving on, though, filmation. We should talk about the filmation seven because that's really probably what people want to hear about, not new adventures. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you guys think? New uh, Icer, Shakoti, and Batros. First three. Revealed figures for the new filmation sub. Meh. You're okay. Well, I bought You're... the sub, but I agree. Eh. Katie? Like, Shakoti's probably my favorite of those three, but even she is not a huge draw. You know me, I don't get subs anymore, so I skipped this one as well. But if they had come out, you know... Um, with the actual reveals being figures I would have wanted, I may have rethought that. But again, they just give us these little breadcrumbs of figures that you may or may not care about and then hide the one you actually want from your eyes and make you guess about who it's going to be. I'm tired of the games. I'm an adult. I don't need to be treated like a child. There's this great <laughs> present under the stairs, but you have to be good to get it. <laughs> you know, I... I'm tired. I'm tired of the subs. Well, so, to some yeah. uh, to some degree, uh, to, to some degree, I agree. Uh, I was happy with the three. Though those are all characters that I've I really want as figures. So I'm uh, there's ones I want more. Obviously, I think we all want Seahawk probably more than these three. If that even turns out to be in the sub, uh, I really want the sleepers from Sleepers Awake. I know Count Marzo is in my camp with that as well. Um, there's definitely ones I want more than these three, but I thought these were a good three. They're, these were all, to me at, at least, very memorable characters from the series. So, well, yeah, they are. I, and I think this is the the what I have with them is I like, as I've said before, I think the She-Ra cartoon was a better product than the He-Man cartoon when you revisit and look back. And I I tend to 
to think more highly of the quote-unquote filmation characters from She-Ra as opposed to the He-Man cartoon. So when I think filmation sub, like you said, I mentioned Seahawk, I think Seahawk or Huntara, even though mm-hmm. she was only in one episode. My goodness, I have Maylog popping in, up in my head, and you know, that was in a mud-looking character in one episode. Like, these are po- these characters are popping in my head. Scorpia, Madame Raz, Broom, um, before things like Batros or Icer um, uh, pop into my head. I would agree with Katie. Shakoti is the real draw here. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. That was more of the epic episode, uh, the two-parter, the only two-parter in the He-Man series. Uh, I don't know. I They did tease that sword, which we've been debating on if it's related to Seahawk or not. Yes. Leanne. I'll go into, all, right, <laughs> all right, I'll go into my saga here. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so they they sent the picture. Mattel sent the picture. Uh, Maddie did of the the sword, and it was a tease. You know, oh, this character is going to be in the the filmation sub. So I immediately sent it to John, and I'm like, oh my god, we're going to get Seahawk. I've got to buy the sub now because I really want a Seahawk. So I went to Maddie Collector, and I'm on the page getting ready to add it to my cart to actually get the sub, and then I go on Facebook. And I see James Etock posting, actually, that doesn't look like Seahawk Sword. So then this starts the whole back and forth over whether this is actually Seahawk Sword. And, you know, people were posting photos and stuff, or photos, you know, like animation cells, of, um, of Seahawk with these, you know, it's not his regular sword, but it looks like kind of like his father's sword. And then somebody made a good point and said that, you know, with the, the attention to detail that the Four Horsemen put into this stuff, to me, looking at, at the other pictures of Seahawk with swords, it does not match the picture, personally to me. So I basically got really paranoid, and I was like, well, I'm not going to buy this sub if there's a chance that this isn't Seahawk. So in the end, I didn't get the sub. And see, so they 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 it reversed what they wanted. They thought putting out this little teaser would help the sub, but it seems that like you or Katie, when you viewed it, it's just like, oh my gosh! Like I liked how you phrased that, Katie. We're adults, like yeah. we're we're so tired of being like, who dangled a piece of candy in front of our face? <laughs> totally. Um, I kind of I I never really thought of it that way, but I'm actually kind of seeing what you mean because it's just like, oh, just tell me what the figures are and I'll buy the sub. Like, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I, I do get that if you're on the fence at all, because like for me, I'm gonna be continue to buy the subs pretty much regardless of what they show at Comic Con or whatever, because I I want the collection, I want all the figures, but I get the if you're wanting to pick and choose, you want to make sure that you're going to get characters you care about. I get the just just tell them. And I wouldn't care if they... It doesn't, to me, add any more excitement that we don't know what the last three months of the year characters are going to be yet outside yeah. of the fan-voted one. Maybe so. in the beginning, when they were first putting these figures out, the excitement and the anticipation was kind of cool, but it's been going on for years now, and we're, we're I think we're over it. I think we're over the suspense and the the maybe it's this and maybe it's that, but should I give them my money just in case? Ah, just yeah, tell us what they're going to be. We'll yeah, still support I, the line. I think especially this year with the um, kind of the disappointing reveals so far with the mm-hmm. um, with the regular sub and then with the filmation sub, it's like, yeah, these characters are cool, but you know, I want to see more of these high-profile characters. 
Yeah. Um, and and like somebody on the He-Man boards, or the org boards had a theory that with the Filmation sub, they were only doing like one-off characters. So Seahawk wouldn't really fit into that. And that was another thing that kind of made me think, well, Seahawk probably would belong more in the regular, you know, well, sub How many episodes does Seahawk have? Well, there was... I was thinking like four. Anchors Aloft, Anchors Aloft Part 2, The Seahawk, Return of the Seahawk, The Locket, maybe five, if not more. So it's still not, you know, compared to a 93 episode run, it's still not that many. Like, I'm not saying he's a one-off by any means, and certainly he's a very memorable character, but I'm not sure that there's enough of a distinction between Seahawk and some of the other characters that we've gotten in terms of how many episodes were they and how, how high, you know, he's more memorable maybe, but yeah, I'm not sure as far as Mattel's concerned that there would be enough of, Oh, this one's going to be in the main sub. I don't think they're thinking that hard. I really don't. We got Fangman in the main sub for crying out loud and Octavia in the main sub and karate is not filmation obviously, but we've got, we've gotten these, these less, you know, these more obscure characters in the main sub, as you know already so i don't i don't really buy into the idea that these are only going to be one shots in the filmation sub he's also in treasure of the first ones yeah so that's six episodes plus you know he locks lips with princessa dora so <laughs> but i i tend to think of you know the ones that are more uh that fall more into the not one shot category you know things like madam raz or Luki or things that were in like you know every episode or nearly every episode kind of thing. So I yeah, know, it's I mean, hard, hard to tell. Maybe I'm just being paranoid about it. I mean, obviously, I was way overthinking it by the end. Um, <laughs> but basically, I'm just going to blame James Etoc for <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He'll have to buy you a Seahawk if he's in there. <laughs> right. There you go. All right, I I've got one other thing that I want to ask. Uh, if that's okay with Shadow jumping. In here with this list, King He Man, which we were shown at Comic Con last year, I had zero interest in really. Like it was like okay, whatever. That's the club exclusive. I didn't really care about the pre tourney He Man that we got, or the Wondar. Really, the only um, exclusive that's been, or you know, club exclusive that's been really great, as far as I'm concerned, was the Shadow Weaver, which I think everybody would agree was awesome. Yeah. Um. However, I after and I didn't really have any idea of what it looked like or or anything. You know, it's King Eman. He Eman with a crown, <laughs> pretty much is what I was picturing. Uh, I usually listen to Pixel Dan's videos because it gives me an idea of the accessories and the look of the figure, which is really nice when when I haven't gotten to to uh, check them out in advance. I'm now actually pretty excited for this figure. I actually really like the concept. Of a King He Man that that something that didn't interest me before, I I now actually think it's pretty cool. So kind of wanted everybody's thoughts on it ultimately, since we're getting it soon. Well, I I like um the f- I like some of his outfit. Um, he has on like heroes underwear. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I like the head, like he has the blonde hair and the wig, like um, wig and the beard, <laughs> like Randor. Um, <laughs> I would have rather him had the battle armor 
or flying fists he-man type um chest piece not the <clears throat> iron cross um and no and, no 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 and um, i'm offended by that statement oh, good and um <laughs> i also <laughs> don't like him holding that rusty old um as no offense to the horror four horsemen because i think most of their work is beautiful but that ugly 2000x sword that i never liked in the to begin with um because that is not he-man's iconic sword i don't care if he had to rebuild it whatever the backstory is don't like it won't accept it no 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 well the idea is that he's passed the sword on to his he can pass gas i don't care i don't (laughs) want to see that sword you know give him hero's staff or something i don't know but um uh yeah no. I think that's to be the title of this episode. He made a passing Um, I like the uh, face, like the the sculpt with yes. the here. That's cool. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't like that sword. Um, and I don't know. I I think the only thing I like about it is the head. Like seeing. I mean, it's a it's a cool idea, and he does look kind of heroish. But. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really that excited about and it. This kind of brings into a that's why I like as you know, I didn't really like Drago Man, which was the Four Horsemen's creation. And um I I think the Four Horsemen do an immaculate job on recreating and redefining existing He-Man material. But I guess I don't feel their original maybe ideas as much like the the king he-man and i you know i don't i'm not saying i'm not calling anyone out like it still looks good as a figure but it could also tie into you know you don't have that little bit of a pinch of nostalgia um to connect yourself to something like king he-man um so perhaps that also plays into it because i'm like okay it looks nice but had this exact design maybe appeared in a mini comic or or something that you know your brain just kind of switches and remembers, mm-hmm. I might have an enhanced look. Because I've even noticed that with songs um, that I I hated from like the '90s, and they'll come on the radio like on Sirius XM, um, and I'll I'll start like jamming to the song, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I freaking hated this song. And now, but I think it's because I'm remembering the song from the 90s. It's like I'm getting a positive feeling because like the 90s were fun and awesome. So I think that could also play into it. But I am in no means slandering the Four Horsemen because I I really like what they're doing with the classics line uh, overall. Yeah, and I, I think for me, I've, I've said this several times. Like the, the nostalgia has always been sort of really secondary <laughs> for me. So that, that you could be very right on that because I, I liked Drago Man. I think he fits in. I hate the name. I wish it was just Drago because I could go with that. But uh, I like the Drago Man figure. I think he fits in perfectly with with Masters personally. So there, there probably is something to to be behind what you're saying there. And for me, it's another variant. Woohoo. Not even one that I have a nostalgic link to, like John just said. So, meh. I'm going to make you a t shirt that says another variant. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it's 
it is a little bit strange with them pushing so hard for the subs and people they want people to get the subs and uh, how a lot of the figures are not even available anymore on the day, uh, sale day. Like Fang Man is not going to be available on sale day. If you didn't get the sub, you're not getting Fang Man. I I think it's a little bit odd that they're still trying to make these sort of less desirable characters outside of the Shadow Weaver. Um, I think it's a little bit strange that they're still trying to slot those in as the sub-exclusive. I think if they really want to sell the subs, they should just bite the bullet and give us big-name characters as the sub-exclusive. Agreed. Yep. Yeah, and I totally agree. Well, that's why I thought the sha- a lot of people got upset about the Shadow Weaver thing, but I thought that was positively a brilliant idea. You need to put a figure that everyone wants as the sub-exclusive, not something like Wondar, which... Or pre was it Preternia He Man or both, both of those? Of those. Well, I and I really liked Preternia He Man. I could care less about One Door, except I thought it was awesome they came with that loaf of bread. But yeah. um, <laughs> I mean that was cool. But uh, it's like it got better. Like I liked Preternia He Man, but like Shadow Weaver, perfect, perfect. And I would have said, you know what? Okay, if they would have made like freaking Fisto or something, the mm-hmm. the, the club exclusive, good for them. It will make people buy the sub. That's the whole yeah. point of the exclusive. Well, well, and and they it made sense for the first couple of years. Like they did one Dar and Pre Eternia Human the first two years. Uh, I think that made sense because at that point the sub was supposed to be this is convenient for the people who want everything else. I mean, if we want everything, and here's a little bonus for subscribing. Everybody else can pick and choose the figures each month that they want, but they're moving away from that model now. That that no longer it really hasn't made sense the last two years. I thought with Shadow Weaver that was going to be the end of the whatever characters as the club exclusives. But with that being said, too, I am kind of excited for the King He Man, so I think it's going to be cool. But I, I think they need to for the next few years. I'm, I am hoping that the line they've hinted now that the line may may go ahead and last beyond two thousand. 15 which they, that was when they they were when you know the subs were down and everything oh well we'll have to end this soon whatever now they're now they're suggesting it may run longer again if they're going to do that that's great but i think they need to put the higher profile figures in there as the club exclusive i think i don't think these uh non-existent type things uh are going to work like the king he man from here on out well it will be interesting to see if uh, Seahawk <laughs> is in the filmation sub. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, they did make a point of saying that you're not going to be able to buy this on the sale day. Right. You have to get it through the sub. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. If it is Seahawk, then I will have to acquire it through other means. But, you know, I didn't want to because I'm already not totally like over the moon over what they've shown so far. So. But if it had been Seahawk, if they had clearly said, bam, you're going to get a Seahawk in the sub, you need to buy the sub. Well, I think also, uh, characters aside, I think it would have been very, very smart in the Filmation sub for them to have thrown at least one She-Ra character in the mix for the first three. Because I think they would have gotten uh, more a wider base to draw from. You know, mm-hmm. Having the first yeah. three all be... I, I'm happy with the first three, and uh, in general, I don't, I don't entirely disagree with Shadow as far as the characters from the you know, filmation created characters from He-Man and She-Ra. I think that what plays more into that is that She-Ra just had more filmation characters. 
whereas the He-Man cartoon focused mainly, mainly, almost exclusively on characters that Mattel created first, and we had a handful of Filmation ones. The She-Ra cartoon was populated with tons of Filmation created characters, way, far more than the, the Master series was. So I think that has more to do with it. But I think that if they had thrown one, I don't care who it is, it could have been Huntara, could have been Madame Raz, could have been Seahawk, pick one. I think they would have ended up with a much wider uh, pool of people ordering the subscription if they had done that. Agreed. Before we move on, I just wanted to say that um, those weird-looking plush dolls just came out. Oh, um, did they? Yeah, um, and I can't wait to get mine in. Um, yeah, so if you no one has ordered those yet, um, I, I think you should because they are funny-looking. <laughs> they look fil- filmation. And there's what Battle Cat, Beast Man, He Man, Skeletor, Trap Jaw. I think there's an Orca one too, isn't there? I think I saw somebody say maybe they. I can't remember if they said they wanted one or if they saw one. Um. Oh no, no, no Orca yet. But it's a, a Power Sword, He Man, Skeletor, Beast Man, Trap Jaw, and Battle Cat. Okay. I don't know That's if I want those or thing. not. When I when I saw the Star Wars ones at Comic Con last year that they did in that style, they they were just creepy to me. So I don't know that I want these. Well, I, no, these look kind of cute. Cute. What kind of accent was that? <laughs> cute. That's it was almost cute. Canadian or something. I think. I thought it's a boot. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I I think they look kind of cool. Um, uh, I'm gonna be a little bit more. Uh, I was discussing this with Leanne, I think, right? The other day I was like, I, I'm a little bit. You couldn't remember what you bought. Yeah. I couldn't remember what I bought of the new stuff. Um, And as far as I can tell, I I have those vinyl things pre-ordered. I had the plushes pre-ordered and I have um, uh, Nate's Castle Grayskull pre-ordered. But um, I was saying to myself, like with a lot of these little trinket things that are coming out now, like bobbleheads and stuff. I think I should be more selective, actually, on my purchases. Uh, I'm one of those fans that tends to buy everything. Um, but then I say to myself, well, wait a minute. I don't, I've never really been a fan of Beast Man. I was denied Beast Man when I bought the Slime Pit in GBs back in the day. So <laughs> did I really want a Beast Man bobblehead? And it was like, I could have taken the money that I put towards that Beast Man bobblehead and bought, like, I don't know, a vintage sticker set or something that had Beast Man in it. Um, a lot of vintage stuff that I don't have that I used to buy on eBay uh, type things. So I'm kind of now torn on all the new merchandise. I, I feel like I should be a little more selective. Mm-hmm. I would buy everything if I could afford to do that. But since I can't, I uh, I am selective by default. I do have the, the Castle Grayskull statue pre-ordered, which I can't wait for. And we should also mention that they are now teasing a Snake Mountain one as well. So, uh, there's a picture uh, of it that they released a couple of weeks back. So, uh, but from what Shadow was saying, it looks like the Snake Mountain toy, which, if it's just the Snake Mountain toy in statue form, I have no interest whatsoever. So, it needs to be. I don't care if that's incorporated in it, but it needs to mostly look like either Filmation or Mike Young. The image just kind of looked like a snake. Hiss. But it wasn't King Hiss, so. I see. 
But I really like the um, the He-Man. Um, I might continue to get all the bobbleheads just because I think they would look really cool, like up on a shelf. Um, but I'm probably going to be more. And the vinyl select- figures are super cute too. Yeah, see, I like those, and it's just odd that one of my favorite kind of uh, secondary characters, Spike Or, got made into a vinyl figure yeah. in the first uh, round. Um, and I did like the selection there. I probably would have bought all of those, obviously, because there was Hordax, Skeletor, He-Man, She-Ra, and then Spike Or. I think in subsequent releases. I might not buy the entire wave of them because if it's like Beast Man or something, like I don't need a Beast Man. To, uh, even like a Trap Jaw, I'd rather have Triclops. So I'll tell you what you do need: you need a Stratos. That's what I need. <laughs> That's what I told John. I was like, man, if Stratos was involved, if if they release like a plush Stratos and stuff, I'd be all over that. You'd buy like ten of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'd funny. buy like one so I could keep in the package and yeah. one so I could display i want to snuggle in bed (laughs) it's funny how we all have uh different attachments or lack thereof to certain characters because like me to me beast man like shadow's just saying he doesn't care about beast man because of his incident with buying the slime pit and for me like beast man is like a mainstay like you have to have beast man in masters he's he must exist in in anything so it's interesting. Not not because he's one of my favorite characters or anything. It's just that he was one of the, the you know one of Skeletor's henchmen that was always there. Yeah. So you don't. It's not Masters without Beastman in, uh, in the mix. So it's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, that, I bet you had a Beastman as a kid, correct? I didn't for a long time. I actually got Beastman finally in nineteen eighty. Okay, that's still the eighties. Six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah. get Beast no, Man. Still- I didn't get Beast Man until like nineteen ninety six. Yeah, Aww. but the, the cool thing was is when I finally got Beast Man, it was I didn't actually pay for it in anything. They did a thing, <gasps> Universal Studios, it. when when He Man and uh, and um, Castle Grayskull and all these things were at Universal Studios in like nineteen eighty six, I believe it was. Maybe might have been eighty five, eighty five, eighty six. And if you came to Universal Studios, you got a free figure, and the free figure was Beastman. So that was pretty cool. That was how I finally got Beastman. Finally in 86. (laughs) Yeah, well, as a kid, it had been four years that I'd been collecting Masters by the time I got it. So that, as a kid, seems like a long time. But you know what's funny is I remember, I can tell you almost every figure I had at a kid as a kid, and when I got them, and what the circumstances were, because they they, wow. they all stick out. It's pretty it's pretty cool, actually. I'm a little jealous of that because I was so young. I don't remember a lot of that stuff. Like I don't know how I started watching the show and 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 getting the figures. I mean, I remember certain days buying specific figures. Like I remember Roboto because my mom was like, "Oh, why don't you buy this one? Look, you can see th- his gears through his chest." Um. <laughs> But a lot of the He-Man ones, like, I would kind of do that. I would just look at the huge, because it was a whole aisle of He-Man toys. Um, unlike, you know, today where you, even something like Power Rangers that is still huge or Ninja Turtles, they have that one little section in, like, Target <laughs> instead of a whole, you know, aisle of yep. Ninja Turtles or something. Uh, but uh, I would just kind of pick out ones that look cool. I, I don't even know if I remember, like, knew they were even in the cartoon. Mm. So... But except for, like, the Horde and stuff, because I definitely knew they were in the cartoon, and that kind of... Oh, well, anyway. 
Shall we talk about the comic? Uh, yeah. This is the issue six, the the final issue of the miniseries. Oh, this is the <laughs> wait final. Yeah. Then this then it starts then then it starts up the new series is the ongoing the ongoing series. one. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So, so this wraps up the the mini series, not the mini digitals, <laughs> because or these mini kind of comics confusing. that are with the figures. Yeah. So yep. many different different things so many minis ho, ho, ho. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm still waking up a little bit forgive me <laughs> um so in that and we don't have to reveal what it actually was but was anyone upset when reading issue six that that skull thing that kind of looked like hordak was not hordak yeah yeah i was uh i kind of did a double take when i got to the last page <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't expecting that, and I'm sure that's what they were going for. Okay, they're trying now, to throw you yeah, a curveball there. Okay. Uh, well, are we are we really going to try to avoid spoilers? We've never cared before. Yeah, we might as well just go for it. Okay, so I I am still of the opinion, and Chad and I talked a little bit about this when we read the comic. I still think that Hordak is behind all of this. That the skull thing is connected to him. Um, the idea was supposed to be that spoiler alert. That Orko has betrayed them, and I guess you see like a red robe and a blue hand that's sort mm-hmm. of implying that it's Orko at the end of the comic. My, I have two thought, two two lines of thought on this is that it, the comic does not spell it out. Uh, they say in passing when the heroes are kind of having their meeting about going and retaking Grayskull, they uh, say something about how, well, and you know. It's, this all happened because Orko betrayed us. And that's all they say. And then we have the panel at the end. I think one, one of two things has, uh, is happening, and hopefully this will all be revealed in the ongoing series since Hordak. And we know Hordak's got to be coming into it at the beginning because they're, they're bringing Despara and all that into the first issue, and she's working for Hordak, etc., etc. Um, I think either Orko was being controlled by Hordak from Despondos, and he was sort of the conduit by which Hordak orchestrated this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or, and that would that would be sort of the, ob- at least to me, it's sort of the obvious way they could go, because I don't think they're going to make Orko a villain in the ongoing series. I just don't see that happening. Um, I think more, uh, more light, or more interesting, and less likely, would be that the blue hand, the red robe thing is just another Trollin, not Orko specifically. And that Orko did what Orko does and inadvertently uh, gave some information or whatever to this other, this, this renegade Trollin, this rogue Trollin, who then yuckers. maybe was working for Hordak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuckers. <laughs> yeah. But no, who was then working for Hordak or something like, like that. And, you know, it was unintentional. Um, on Orko's part. So that's that I think that would be a better story. I don't think that's the way they're going. I think it's more likely that Hordak's using some sort of mind control or something on Orko, but I don't I do not think that Orko is doing anything sort of villainous of his own free will at this point. You could draw Orko really evil looking though if you think about it. Yeah, um, well yeah, and like I I actually think a better if they were going to go this route um, because they kind of left it open-ended at the end as to whether or not that is actually Orko. Because they didn't really spell it out. But mm-hmm. if they were going to... I mean, if it was Orko, 
a better last page, like splash page, would be to have like Orko sitting on this throne and looking all like evil and you know, like you see him, you don't just see his arm from the side. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. I think that. It, if they really wanted us to think that it would, and if it's at all true, they would have been more explicit about it because that still would have left us with all kinds of questions. How did we get to this point? Because that also doesn't meld with the Orko one shot that we got in the digitals either. Cause he was very much Orko was Orko in that comic. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's continuity, right? I mean that fits in with this miniseries. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, at least the Shira one does, and I it, yeah, they, that's true. They've led us to believe that all, and oh, and the Sir Laserlot one. So they led us to believe that all of those were going to connect in with the main series. So it's all DC. It's got it's. I would if it's not continuity, that would actually seriously piss me off. <laughs> it's like they're picking and choosing what they're going to use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either either do it all you know make it all part of the same universe or don't do it that would be my take well they did uh in the regular series uh, at least going by the cover of the comic they are at least fixing tila dyed her or stopped bleaching her hair mm-hmm. so uh, they're making a few of maybe they saw the outcry or whatever from the fans uh on something like that um if i may point out um th- three things one Martin texted me to let everyone know that he approves of Evil Orko. So he oh. is he is on the side of Evil Orko. Uh, second and third, my complaints again with this, which hopefully will be erased in the regular series, since they are putting Tila back to a redhead, and, you know, Adora, a.k.a. Despara, will be in there. Um, I did not like the fact that Tila was riding around in this issue on a unicorn. I understand. <laughs> I understand there was no wings, but still, come on, people. And yeah. second of all, the like the entire conversation they had about a rebellion um, made yeah. me think of like you know when the glimmer was it saying something like you know well if we're really going to be the great rebellion we have to start somewhere because they were kind of mocking this rebellion as if there's just a you know a couple of these masters left and stuff i and i know we've complained about that before it's in other episodes i just wanted to restate since it actually occurs in this episode that it just i don't jive with the the use of what we're familiar with with shira being he-man's new motivation mm-hmm. all right i have a question for you then shadow yes go going right back in. going back to your unicorn problem yes and because... i don't care if someone pulls out some type of old mini comic storybook or even filmation episode that i'm forgetting about where tila rides a unicorn she's not beyond the no, no 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 that's not that's <laughs> not what i'm gonna do actually okay uh but i am gonna take it i'm gonna take a little bit different a- approach and I, i'm wondering if something would have bothered you as much okay if we change this tweak this a little bit um because i suspect it would but i suspect that it it also doesn't really hold a lot of water with your argument either so it's going to be interesting okay here's the here's the idea if what what if it had been instead of a unicorn without wings what if it had been a horse with wings i would have also been upset but you yeah. but there is there is uh precedent for that because in the filmation series tila does ride and likes to ride the winged horses they they uh establish that so that 
There would be uh, precedent free Shira for that. I, I understand that. However, before you asked me that, I also said, no, I don't care if anyone pulls up I a understand, but I, I was just wondering <laughs> if it was, if it, the problem was that it was a unicorn. Oh, okay, how about this? the problem that it's anything Shira remotely like? Here's what I will admit. Just for you. Because you're a nice guy. <laughs> I will admit that a winged horse, non-unicorn, would have bothered me a teeny bit less than unicorn horse. Okay? Because unicorn horse is Shira. But, you know, flying horses or whatever, you, <laughs> there may be some around. <laughs> but Tila does not get a unicorn. She gets yeah. slapped in the face with some old ham. <laughs> I, I, the unicorn thing doesn't really bother me. I understand why it bothers you, and you're. I mean, I love Shira as well, but you're obviously the bigger Shira fan than I am. It doesn't really uh, bother me. I, I would have preferred the winged horse thing because there is precedent for it, and because unicorns are supposed to be more unique, and that should be held for Shira exclusively. I think. But I will give a positive to Tila. Is I liked uh, her new outfit they gave her um, <laughs> after not when she like looks like she's like slave girl Tila, um, <laughs> but whenever they uh, actually gave her an outfit, it kind of looks like she's like lives in the snow palace or something. She's got like this fur thing, but I thought that costume redesign uh, fit Tila. Um, so there's a positive. I just wanted. To, I just. I was just trying to throw out a positive to her. That was it. I'm done now. And there's that one scene, <laughs> like on the page opposite where you first see the unicorn. Her sword almost looks like Shira's sword a little bit. Yeah, I have a problem. Well, we discussed that before, like when they showed her with her sword. Um, and yeah, that's like been it, the case since Mike Young. So yeah, we, oh, okay. We, I we guess had, I just forgot. That. Yeah, we had that problem with Mike Young, and um, but at least in Mike Young, she didn't have blonde hair. So, so I didn't really care in the Mike Young thing because it looked more like Shira's toy sword, and to me, that wasn't the sword of protection. The sword of protection is the one that looks like He-Man's sword with the gem. So, I didn't really care that Tila had a sword that looked like Shira's toy sword. To me, it was better that way because I didn't like Shira having that sword anyway. That unicorn's really ugly. If you're going to do a unicorn, <laughs> at least make it pretty. Could be pink or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Tila would never be caught dead on a pink unicorn. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I, uh, in general, I really liked the story of the, the, the whole six issue thing. I think they ended it okay. The battle with He Man and Skeletor was kind of anticlimactic, I thought, a little bit. Um, my biggest problem, and which will continue probably to be a problem through the ongoing series, is I don't really, I don't, I don't have a big problem with them killing off characters per se. Uh, killing off the sorceress, I am not pleased about. And they decapitated her as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not, not pleased with that. Uh, take. I, I'll still read the ongoing series. I'm still excited for it, but I'm not. I, I just I don't think that was that was. They, you could kill off a lot of characters, and I might not be happy about it, but I don't think it would have bothered me nearly as much as that particular choice. 
Um, how about what are our feelings on? Because I know mine. Uh, how do we feel about that? The sword of power channels the power of Grayskull from Adam. Like the power lives in him, and he says, "I am the power." Not, you know, I have the power. Mm -hmm. Um, So other people go first so I can calm down. (laughs) I I don't care because it's always sort of been that way to a large extent. No matter which uh, mythology you go with in Masters, it's always sort of been that way. You know, Adam and and She-Ra were the only ones that could have the power. And if you go with the Mike Young thing, they're descendants of King Grayskull, whatever. Um, it's always sort of been that way. This was a little bit more spelled out, I think, um, which is probably good for new, uh, maybe new people who have discovered Masters through this series, and maybe it makes things a little bit more clear since we're we're kind of rebuilding uh, the the universe again. But I, I don't think it's that big of a departure from what they've established in every other canon. Um. I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, on the fence with this one. I want to see what they do with it. Me too. Um, I don't know. I, I was kind of like, I, I read it a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. It didn't make me angry like it obviously did John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really, though, Leanne, do you and Katie, both of you, do you think it's really that big of a departure from what was previously established? Not really. It's just it's just more I guess it was kind of more open to interpretation before, which I kind of liked. Um, And here they're kind of setting it in stone. This is how it is. Yeah, I agree with that. It's sort of like the whole, although I am much more heedful of this, it's kind of like the whole uh, midichlorians thing in Star Wars where we we didn't need that explained. Mm hmm. They did, and and people who who discovered Star Wars through the prequels first don't care. It's only us who had it open for interpretation for thirty years who that bothers. So, yeah, I think it's one of those where it does. I don't think it ultimately really matters or really changes anything. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm a casual Star Wars fan, as you know, and I thought that midichlorian stuff was stupid. So going going by that, it's obviously the same thing on this. Okay, so I already had the problem with King Grayskull. I hate bringing King Grayskull up because like, I feel like, you know, 75% of Mastercast episodes has me, you know, blah, King Grayskull. Um, so I, <laughs> I lo- agree with this. Yes, I love you, Dean Stefan and Ian Richter, but we already know I don't like King Grayskull. So now, co- from that, I don't want the power being like freaking that freaking Oracle Orco thing saying, oh, the power is in you <laughs> no stupid. <laughs> stupid 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 i like the mystery the mystery of castle grayskull the mystery of the universe the universe's power <laughs> okay so anyway now we have he-man and he's like oh i don't only have the power i am the power no you not no uh-uh no sorry no uh-uh he says by the power of grayskull power comes down into the sword now i'm he-man okay <laughs> so stop changing this crap i just don't like it when they do this this is an unnecessary change just like you said i can understand the the correlation there with the metachlorians while that didn't need to be explained but once they explained it does it really matter yes it matters because i think that's stupid too so 
That being said, I'm using your argument against you, even though it might not make sense because I'm talking really fast and I'm very passionate about this right now. So I, I'm just saying that I don't like that entire panel there in the comic. And again, He-Man is not the real person. Prince Adam is the real person. She-Ra is not the real person. Adora is the real person. Um, so the power is not within you, but you have something within you that allows you and only you to channel the power. Keyword channel. It's not because the power is in you, but there's something about you, your essence, something in your soul that allows you to tap into this power to save Eternia, Etheria, etc. Well, do you have a problem with... Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a problem with the idea... I'm not saying specifically the bios that we're getting in the classics series necessarily, so no no details, but just the general idea of Adam slash Adora and or He-Man and She-Ra passing the swords and or the power down to their children for the next generation or whatever. Because... If you don't like this idea that 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 uh, that they that you know they're the ones with the power or that it's come down from King Grayskull because they're his descendants or whatever one of those takes you 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 uh, take issue with, it seems like you would not approve of the the power being passed down to their offspring either. You would rather yeah. just go to some random person. Not some random person. Okay, I I agree that it would be. In the, you know, I understand the descendants thing, but here's the here's here's the thing though, if if there was not something special about Adam and Adora, then why couldn't Randor have been just given the sword? Well, that's that's the whole thing is that it was to be given to a descendant of King Grayskull. If you go with that theory. Yes. At the time that it was needed, which yes. would be the time of Adam and Adora, they were the the ones that were part of the bloodline that 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 needed it. If you go with that, or uh, so uh, well, as far as the descendants, then I I approve if it's written well. That's the thing. I don't feel that this is written well. There's he, you don't need to tell me that there's the powers in him. Like I don't jive with that. But it, with the siblings, if you want to. I don't think that it's just as easy as, um, you know, She-Ra and Seahawk pop out Dare, and then we just give him, you know, Adam's old sword or something so he can become, you know, He-Man Part 2. Uh, I think there has to be a very interesting backstory that maybe they do give him the sword. He tr- and, You know, he can't. It, the power doesn't channel through the sword into him. For some some reason, and maybe it's something he has to earn, or well, you know, you I know, don't know. But that, I, some, yeah. something I would love for them to do that will never happen. But I, I, as much as I love filmation and and even Mike Young and that the whole backstory, Castle Grayskull is where the good power comes from. Whatever the early Masters concepts with the whole idea of Castle Grayskull isn't really controlled by anybody and good versus evil both want control over it for ultimate power or whatever that kind of general idea i always liked that idea as well and wished it had been used at least a little bit more than it ever really was outside of a few mini comics i think it would actually be pretty interesting if something like that happened where one of these descendants either their direct descendants or or 
further down the line, their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren or whatever, somebody gets the sword, has the power, and decides that they're evil and becomes like this super villain. I think that would actually be kind of a neat uh, future story, sub-story that they could go with that would be kind of interesting. That, be, you but would Zodak allow that of, to happen? I don't know. The would balance what? would Sorry? be completely off. Zodak would have to swoop in and change something. Well, the, the idea of who being would be that, the good guy it's at the, that point? if it's the descendants that matters more than the person themselves, it would be the idea there. Well, you my, can use part the power of my however you could choose. With the power being inside a person, what if that person is then killed? Not that they're going to kill off He-Man, but just saying he is mortal as far as we know. So does the power just disappear if he has no descendants before he's killed? And why does he have to have a kid for the power to continue on? That's Well, it depends on if you go with the descendants idea or not. I don't That's like it. Thing. I'm just there's saying, too like, much, there's war going on. When is he going to have time to settle down and have children? <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's a busy I, I, guy. I totally get what, what you're saying. I'm just, I think it's an interesting thing to contemplate if, if you're going to go with the idea that this, that the power and the swords are going to be passed down uh, to descendants. I think it's an interesting thing to think about because they're not all, not, not all people in a, in a family are going to all be good people. I liked yeah. what Katie said, though, about Zodek. That's a good point um, about stepping in. And also, um, I don't think that the bad person would be able to then channel the power because that the soul, the essence, the thing that makes Adam and Adora have the ability to channel this power would not be present in the person that's evil. So you're going with the idea that the descendants part of it really doesn't have much to do with it. Depending. I I fe- well because well the thing too is though I'm not big on K- King Grayskull. So but so by descendants if we take King Grayskull out of the picture, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to like filmation. Who are you considering the descendant then like because we don't know but the just power saying. came from King Grayskull in there. So if you, I'm thinking of it more of just that general power. So I guess technically in my school of thought, it doesn't – the descendants part doesn't matter. So, so anyone could be potentially the next quote-unquote He-Man or whatever. I think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I like where you could go with both. I like the idea of that the, the power isn't necessarily – harnessed to you being good because i think that opens up some interesting possibilities but i also like the idea of the and you know wait a minute though because if the why does skeletor care about getting the power of grayskull if it if if he can't control it because he doesn't know he can't Mm -hmm. harness it that's the whole thing he it's it's basically a pointless fight for him so so he doesn't realize you would you would toss out the i the the whole story then if you were picking and picking and choosing your own canon of the live action movie where Skeletor does become powerful through the power of Grayskull. Yes, because I, I didn't really jive with that part of the movie. 
Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I I never understood how he was so easily able to obtain. I know they they talk about something like you know the moon is at its zenith and like this is aligned with this, and so now the power is going to shoot through the throne room of Grayskull or something. But that to me made no sense because <laughs> at all, except to make a you know climax there for the end of the movie. Um, so no, yeah, I definitely disagree with that. I don't think it's just easy to obtain. Yeah, I, I, and I'm not saying either either way that I prefer this over that or, you know, the King Grayskull story over the mystery or whatever. I just, I think it's all really interesting to contemplate and this conversation got far more philosophical than I intended. Well, but that's, I, but that's a good <laughs> point, though. That's a, I liked that aspect of the miniseries, though, how the sorceress tricks Skeletor into believing that the castle is what he has to obtain, um, in order to receive the power. Like, I love that and how she like de- puts a deception over top of his own. Yes, uh, that deception. was very well, very cool. That, that was, was great. Cool. I love the layers on that. And it plays perfectly into the fact that, well, we'll keep him here in the castle, even though he's never going to get the power because he doesn't have that special, you know, essence, whatever you want to call it. He he could try, he can grab the sword, he can kill off He-Man, he's never going to be able to transfer the power into himself. And that's like a concept that Skeletor will never even be able to understand. That's what's, you know, if he, when he actually comes to this realization, that's when he goes, you know, bonkers and crazy, because he feels, right, he's the descendant, he, you know, he should have been the king, he should have all of this stuff. But then he doesn't think to himself, but wait a minute, my brother, Mr. Mr. Perfect Pants here, he doesn't have the power. <laughs> so how did it go to Adam and not Randor then? Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, that and he probably thinks because he, he, you know, he believes himself to have been the rightful ruler that it would have come to him and it didn't go to Randor because he was not the rightful ruler. Obviously, that doesn't make sense if you take in the fact that Adam does have it, but it's it's. That's probably his line of thinking. Could be, yeah. It's interesting. It's I, I love that aspect of these kinds of stories is is debating the motivations of the characters and the you know, how things like the power might be passed around. I love that kind of thing. So it's it's it'll be interesting well, to see where they, they take it. What do we think about the fact that in this this issue pretty much showed that everybody knows Adam Seaman. Randor knows. Randor calls him his son in the yes. middle of them all speaking to each other. So basically the hmm. the whole secret identity is gone now. I think it makes sense for the story they're telling. I, 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 you know, this is, to me, this is sort of far-flung future from Filmation or Mike Young or whichever of the, the classic continuities. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with it. The secret came out eventually sort of idea. I'm glad that it was, you know, I mean, if we're, we're, I think we're, le- we're led to assume that the secret identity existed up until this point. But because of this huge calamity, now everybody knows. And I'm kind of okay with that in the context of this particular story. I mean, that's sort of what they did to a certain degree with uh, New Adventures, right? Because he gives, he reveals his secret to Randor and Marlena at the beginning of that series as well, because he's leaving. And it no longer matters. So in this, this sort of big calamity came. Everybody knows now. And and therefore, it's kind of acceptable, I guess, to me. I, I felt, I don't know, to me, well, did we really, 
I liked in the new adventures because it was kind of dramatic. Like he went there, and you know he transforms in front of his parents, and then they're like, "Whoa!" But it also <laughs> kind of erased the whole fact that in filmation, I loved it how there were those little hints, just you know, subtle hints that Marlena knew. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, depending on how far in the future this is supposed to be happening, maybe the whole Primus thing has come and gone. They went there, they came back. <laughs> and that's why Randor knows now and everybody knows now. I mean, you could you could interpret it that way if you wanted to yeah. as well. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're taking that much of the past continuity into account, they may not be, but it's possible. I think that actually would be kind of interesting if they were. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens in this in the ongoing series because I I'm liking the, uh, despite obviously flaws we're going to find flaws that we don't like in anything. Like you know we harp on or I harp on one little one little thing in Mike Young, right? But still love the Mike Young series. Mm. Uh so you know even though we get it's not that we don't like it like I totally enjoyed these six issues. Um so I look forward to see what how DC takes uh it and I just think it's great that it's keeping He-Man in the eyes of the public for you know by public I mean kind of like a little more core demographic like comic book buying fans mm. and then now we're getting all this other merchandise. I think He-Man's profile is being built up again. Mhm. Uh, definitely one thing for the movie (laughs) one um problem i had with this last issue and i think i actually tweeted about this um on like page five in one of the group shots where everybody's standing around talking a word balloon covers stratos's face (laughs) and i do not approve of this (laughs) it's like you could see everybody else but stratos is the one they chose to put the word balloon over they it's did that on, because man. they knew you would mention it on the I podcast. I know, probably. <laughs> so like, true. And and I still will be really upset if Stratos is the one that dies in this first issue. Yeah, who who do we think is going to die? Should we let's let's all make a prediction, each one of us, of who we think is going oh, wow. to be killed off in issue well, number one. The unicorn. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it's. I just hope it's not some you know a major character. I mean, I don't know. No predictions. I have, I have a prediction, so that's why I'm asking for everybody else's. Um, I mean, it depends what they're going to do, like how they're going to open the, the the new series, and you know who's going to be involved. And well, I'd like it to be a third tier He-Man character, since they kind of killed off a third tier Shira character, uh, Flutterina. Mm-hmm. I think Florida, personally, I consider Flittering even lower than third tier. Aww. Well, there are only so many tiers in Shira. It was shorter. <laughs> I can't, like, it's not as many strings. <laughs> They're going to kill off Hydron. No, I don't know. <laughs> Do we know when the new series is coming out? April. Yeah, oh. it's coming up oh. soon. All right, well, my, my prediction is... Not that I want this to be, but I think this is the direction they're heading in. I think they're going to kill off Randor in the first issue. Oh. Hmm. Oh, okay. That would create some drama. Yeah. Yes. And they did and have his face it, on the front cover of this I think one. it fits in because I don't think that they're going to uh, 
I don't think that everything's going to be nice, neatly established. You know, everything's going to go back to the way it was. And Randor will be ruling from the pilots. And I think there's going to be a lot of aftermath from this six issue thing. Uh, obviously, we know that uh, something's going on with Hordak and maybe possibly invading or whatever and Dispara and all of that. I think that uh, that things are going to be in chaos on Eternia. And I think that's going to part of that's going to be because of Randor's demise. And I think that would actually creates a lot of good drama for the He-Man character as well, because he's going to be torn between knowing that he should be out there, you know, doing battle and doing all of this. But now he's the only heir as far as he knows to, to rule Eternia. So I think they're, you know, and, and then that also gives more impact to the big reveal of Despara being Adora being his sister. So I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, because I, I don't think we've seen Marlena either, right, at this point. No, She's, no. So it, uh, if we assume that perhaps that she was killed when Skeletor took over, Randor's killed. Now now He-Man has no one, no family left. And suddenly he finds, mm-hmm. oh, I have a sister. I think that could be really cool and dramatic and awesome if it's done right. Yeah. So I could get behind that. Not that I yeah, want to see Randor killed. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's a good guess. Well, it's better than Stratos. Come on. <laughs> I actually agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I like someone like Randor, obviously still a huge character. But to me, it, it would actually be a meaningful death that you could actually yeah. use in a story as opposed to another high profile character like someone like Stratos being, you know, killed just because we want to kill someone and make an impact. Make the impact affect the story. Make it drive your story, give some story purpose that you can weave in there. And I think Randor would actually be a really good idea. Yeah. So they should hire me to write the comic. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Josh! <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Well, is that... Are we done? Is that everything? I think that's everything. I think so. Do I sound like I have a cold? I, I hate not hearing myself through these headphones, and I have a cold, so... You I can't tell. Sound fine to me. Sweet. Yeah, you sound good. Except for the funny accents you come out with every once in a while. I but. know, right? Like, <laughs> what's up with that? It's my dialect coach. Hmm. They have failed me. Well, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as a Shadow. I'm Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratosmacka. And I am Josh Lioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. Good, Good journey. journey! I think that's the first time you laughed this whole episode. And that's like your signature. No, I've been cracking up all along. Yeah, she, uh, she laughed a few times. I don't know. Maybe not, not, not. It wasn't like a bold laugh, though, like that one, you know. It's more of a giggle. <laughs> His little giggle, you know.